0: What brings us alive? My husband Brad and I were walking the forest trail near our house one autumn afternoon. I found myself feeling bored and more than a little annoyed, however, with the monotony of our usual walk. The same trees starting to shed their leaves, the same rocky path, and same patches of sunlight breaking through the thinned out canopy. Then Brad gasped and fell to his knees. I thought something was wrong at first, but no. He had spotted a neon orange caterpillar inching across the crisp leaves that line the trail, making its slow way across to the other side. Have you ever seen anything like this? Brad asked. I told him I had not. He then pulled out his phone and began to film its movements from every angle, while I crouched beside him, not only amazed by this creature but also in awe of Brad's awe for the world around us. In just a moment our so-called boring walk had transformed into one I would never forget, and I was learning once again how to be more present to the everyday wonders that so often occur right at my feet, right in my own backyard i thought of all the times i had heard brad give an audible gasp when he saw the white head of a bald eagle coasting above the battonkill river or a baby painted turtle swimming in a stream in the abandoned gravel quarry down the road i've never seen this before brad said as we stared down at that tiny turtle the reverence evident in his voice. That same deep love for the world is present in every one of the poems gathered in this book. Wonder calls us back to the curiosity we are each born with, and it makes us want to move closer to what sparks our attention. Wonder opens our senses and helps us stay in touch with a humbling sense of our own human smallness in the face of unexpected beauty and the delicious mysteries of life on this planet. No matter how we name these sensations, we have all felt some version of awe as we were lifted out of the thinking mind, even if for an instant, and brought more fully back into our bodies. In this way, like mindfulness, wonder and awe root us in the moment, and when we create the space in our lives to feel them, the inevitable result is a deep sense of rest, renewal, and peace. The poet and philosopher Mark Nepo has written, Wonder is the rush of life saturating us with its aliveness. The way sudden rain makes us smile. The way sudden wind opens our face. And while wonder can surprise us, Our daily work is to cultivate wonder in ourselves and in each other. In other words, we don't need to wait for amazement to find us, and we don't have to search for it outside of ourselves either. Like the qualities of kindness and gratitude, which have been the subjects of my previous poetry anthologies, wonder and peace can be cultivated and practiced daily with the people Places and things we encounter. Poetry often originates in potent bursts of insight, so it is the perfect medium for deepening our practice of reverence for the world. As you'll see, these poems often shun the sublime in favor of the more ordinary blessings we find immediately at hand. In It's the Season I Often Mistake, for example, the US poet laureate Ada Limon describes mistaking birds for leaves and leaves for birds in early winter. The tawny yellow mulberry leaves are always goldfinches tumbling across the lawn like extreme elation. You'll find many more moments like this throughout the collection, focusing on wonders and insights so slight, we might be inclined to ignore them. Yet these small joys are what most of us can access, and they are the riches of an attentive, mindful life. In order to hold on to such moments, I have also included reflective pauses throughout the book. These sections welcome you to slow down, reflect on a particular poem, and then practice doing some writing of your own, if you wish. I recommend keeping a journal or notebook nearby as you read each poem, since any piece of good writing can transport you more deeply into your own experience. You'll come across many poems that find the ready-made awe always available in the natural world. It's become clear to us that our planet is in peril, and while we must work to preserve the beauties of this world, we must also remind ourselves, and the generations to come, of all the small wonders they are fighting to save. As the Nebraska poet Marjorie Sizer writes in Crane Migration, Platte River, I am in danger of forgetting the cranes, how they came as if from the past, how they came of one mind. We sometimes risk forgetting the wonders held in ourselves and in each other, too. In talking to dad, Connie Wanick confesses that she can still speak with her late father, no matter where she is. I need only the faintest signal, like a single thread of what used to be his tennis shirt, like an empty chair at our table into which a grandchild climbs. In her luminous poem, Nothing Wants to Suffer, Tanusha Lameris calls us back to radical empathy with each other, animals, and even objects we often consider inanimate, which also deserve our kindness and wonder. The chair mourns an angry sitter, the lamp a scalded moth, she writes, a table the weight of years of argument. We know this, though we forget.